It's a cold edition of Snapjack and Pod as evidenced by our hoodies here on the show this week. Week 11, right? Mm-hmm. Week 11 here of Snapjack and Pod, your high school football podcast for the Kansas City metro area. He's Deion Clisso of Preps KC with his Virginia Cavaliers hat on. I'm Mick Schaefer yes. of KCHB 41. I got a little North Face here. Uh, I'm just thrown together. I'm, I'm, get, I'm a little, I'm leaving for Germany. In about six hours, Dion. Wearing a very arrogant uh, sweatshirt, it looks like. Is that uh, you trying to talk? Who, who's that? Who's that directed? Is that directed at DeSoto? Is that directed at? It's Lashani? not arrogant. It's just no. It's a, <laughs> it's a prideful one. It was. This is probably prideful. a couple of years ago. Um, still with Mill Valley, you got to like update your swag every year. Um, you know, adding state championships, all that stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but no, I think this was a uh, a popular Nike kind of phrase, right? You know, every year they come out with. Certain phrases you'll see in the in the uh, NCAA tournament, right? All the Nike teams. Oh yeah, little phrase. I think they do it similar for high school teams and everything. So this is our town. That's actually uh, a good looking sweatshirt. Although like no Valley, it's know. a great hoodie. I love it. Uh, it's uh, it's not no Valley's not a town, obviously. Western no. Shawnee, which yeah. Western Shawnee's not a town. Shawnee's a town, but there's lots of you know handful of high schools in the town. But whatever, you get the picture. Yeah, uh, I'll be watching that Mill Valley Spring Hill game. Uh, from my computer in my hotel room in Frankfurt, Germany at one in the morning. And because your team plays on the Kansas side, you don't have to pay any money to do that. Yeah, just NFHS. Yes. So my subscription to that. Your, your $10 a month gets you every every game. Yeah. So it doesn't In Missouri, side, you can't Missouri it's it. $10 a game. A game. A and, game. And then <laughs> for every postseason game. So like the Spectrum guys, oh, just the Spectrum guys are done. This games all the way it's, through the playoffs because Missouri charges so much. Yeah, it's a couple. It, when they went to Blue Frame and they and they locked down all the district stuff, um, they still like four years in haven't figured out that if they would charge fifty bucks for all the district games, they'd probably make way more money than they are at yeah. ten dollars a game. Yeah, uh, the guys who uh, do this is thing called Midvid. They do like Carrollton, Lexington, Richmond, Odessa, Grove, some of those schools. All season long. So what they do is they take the audio that they that they mm-hmm. run with their video and they blur up the video. Um, but you know, not enough to where the score bug is still viable. You can you can still see the score bug um, and listen to their audio as they do the games. But uh, they they do their audio for free. Um, I think yeah. I think to do audio for you know Misha for a broadcaster. I think it's like I think you pay like a hundred bucks at the beginning of the year and you can. You can audio stream every single every single game you want. I mean, it's a, it's like a blanket fee, but to broadcast over the air, they want to like thousands of dollars. And Blue Frame, who owns their rights, uh, Spectrum did some basketball games, did the quarterfinal basketball games a few years back when they were all at uh, the event center in Independence. Great day, eight games, uh, eight games, four games, yeah. Okay. And uh, um, no, it might have been eight, four in the morning, four in the afternoon, and. Uh, they they were great events. Um, it was fantastic to do it. And then Blue Frame came in and said, because Spectrum has a streaming availability, which I don't even know if anybody knows they could stream Spectrum Sports yeah. or Spectrum News. Yeah. Uh, I think very few people do, but because it has that streaming ability, uh, they locked them out. So it's pretty much when I do basketball in Kansas. As soon as postseason starts, everything's, everything's on the Kansas side. Um, yeah, which is disappointing because we had some really good teams on the Missouri side. And 
you know, you had to pay, you know, 10 bucks a pop. Now I will say for Misha's credit, when it gets to state championships, I think it's like 18 bucks and you get all of them. Yeah. Which yeah. makes no sense why it's 10 bucks a game the week before. And then it's 18 for, for all it will be now seven games on that weekend now because eight man and um, class six are all on the same weekend with everybody else now. Yeah. We're still relatively new to it all, right? The streaming uh, thing. They really only picked up three years ago during COVID. Um, and now everybody does it. I, I, I love it. It's it, You're available to watch so many more games and see film on all these teams. I can remember my oldest son was in school. I mean, his sophomore, junior year. I mean, there was outside of his huddle, right? There's no way to yeah. see any of these other teams or watch. Well, I, I think they're we talked about playing. before, like the guys who do, uh, I think it's uh, Lewisburg Sports Live. Um, Hale Spring Hill. Live, yeah, Spring Hill Sports Live. Yeah, I those guys. They're um, really all good. All those things are, are fantastic. And they um, they uh, really have it down to a, a science in the sense of um, they've got great announcers. They've got great video. They do a great job with it. Uh, yeah, as I switch out of shows, post-game, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah no it's, it's great. Graphics, no, fantastic. It takes, you go out and you find a couple sponsors in the community, and there's going to be a lot of them, right? Almost every year, your, your teams are going to have – parents that are business owners in the community and they want to get their, uh, you know, their insurance company out there, the yeah. Donna's uh, office out there and, and want to help out the teams. And so it's kind of a, kind of a win-win, but no, I think it's only going to grow. I think it's going to be better and better. And it's, you know, um, and I, I don't know if it'll be you know more expensive or cheaper along the way, but uh, there definitely will be more access. More yeah. Money. And it's, it's funny. Cause like I said, the guys who Midvid over there, they have a little disclaimer at the beginning of their thing, basically saying, Misha forces us to charge you. Now they they do kick back a little bit of cash, supposedly, yeah, to the people doing the streaming. But I I haven't talked to anybody over there to, to know how much they're getting back or how that works and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, I used to broadcast state championship games, and then um, I evidently at what is really cheap talent levels uh, was too expensive for them, so I got booted out because I wouldn't yeah. do it for. A very, uh, I wouldn't do it for the amount of money it would cost me to go down there and have a hotel room and stay the night. I mean, I I couldn't make any money. I mean, it wasn't yeah. worth it. It, it. In fact, to give you an idea what I was paid originally without putting a dollar figure on it, it was less than a third of what I originally was paid to do a game by Misha. Yeah. Once once Blue Frame took it over, so you know it is. It, I, I got to the point where I was frustrated by it because I really enjoyed doing it, and then I figured out I can't care more about someone else's product than they care about it themselves. Yeah, sure. yeah. It's like I can't I can't make Misha care more about what they put out there, which used to be a fantastic product that over time was either done by Fox Sports. Spectrum did it a few years, which is a fantastic professional product for their state championship games, which was a, an outstanding commercial for what they do. Uh, and then they kind of lost the Fox Sports. They never really actively searched another way to do it. So they went and streamed it themselves for a few years. And then this Blue Frame company came in. And now it's, you know, it is what it is. It's two cameras in the middle of the press box. There's no, you know. Yeah. And I, you know, I was lucky enough to do it. Um, the last year I did it, they were allowed to use the production studio in um, that's at the Mizzou Arena. That that's what they use for SEC games, be it basketball or football. You know, they don't have a truck; they have a full just broadcast thing right there that broadcast it out. And we had like five cameras and all the pack, you know, the SEC package and you know guys that usually work those games. So that was really nice. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. It, it was fun. That being said, Spectrum is like the same way. I mean, that's a that's a high end quality broadcast every time you do something with them. So, yeah, absolutely, um, yeah, they're doing the five well, A game uh, like the last few years. I think, I think they're six six A game. This I think year. six A's this year. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but then they'll be doing games all through the playoffs. I think this week is it. Oh, like the East Blue Valley this week they've got. I think so. 
I'll look I that up. So. Double check. I have to double check. Hey, let's get to it. Get to last week. Um, so we had the buys on the Missouri side last week. Yes. Yes. Did we like that? It was kind of almost out of sight, out of mind for those uh, those really good teams on the Missouri side. You, you know, after we talked last week, I talked to a couple other coaches, and I, I thought to myself, oh, we missed those four or five matchups. But we got some games, you know, you got Chrisman and, and uh, North Kansas City, uh, Lee Summit and Ray Peck. Uh, those were teams that probably would have gotten beaten pretty bad in the first round of the postseason, but they got to play each other, they get a win. Eric Thomas told me that the game they hosted on Friday night was probably their first home playoff game in 10 years. Wow. And William Christman's probably close to that. Um, so, you know, both those teams get to go on and play a week 11. Uh, they're probably going to get crushed uh, this week. I think I think Lee Summit will will uh, go down to Liberty North. And I think William Christman, who was down 61 to nothing at half the last time they played Grain Valley. Um, I don't know if it'll be that bad because I think Grain Valley, once the thing is in hand, will be getting people off the field as quickly as humanly possible to make sure nobody yeah. gets hurt. Uh, but no, I think some of those matches were fine. Um, the buys are over. Everybody's playing now. Uh, and it's great. And I think on the Kansas side, we saw a little bit more competitive, but we still saw the blowout. Yeah, did we have one, was there one upset anywhere? I'm not, no, I'm not sure there no, was. it was like, see, There were a couple, but any of Lansing. like, like, wow, I can't believe that one team won. Lansing went to Pittsburgh and won, but Lansing it's not an upset Pittsburgh, that because that's who, over a seven, right? I picked that game. So does that make it an upset? Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, that's not a huge surprise to me. It wasn't. I think Lansing has been in every game they've been in all season. And I think they played, you know, maybe a little bit better quality than what Pittsburgh had played. And I felt like they could keep it close and they they did. And they they pulled away or not pulled, it was 1914, got that late score and got the win. I'll tell you what, we almost we almost had an upset, a monumental one, because St. James was leading blue uh Bishop yeah. yes. 14-0 for a long time. Mies came back, they had to convert a fourth down. To score, take the lead, and they had a goal line stand at the end. That was a heck of a game. Yeah, but St. James isn't your normal two and six team going into that. that True, that. but I believe I mean they played before, right? And didn't uh, didn't uh, it was it, it wasn't as close. It wasn't close in the first game. I think it was a, a three score game the first time around. Yeah. That being said, I think I think we all know that uh, St. James is one. St. James is young. Um, they were a little healthier this time around, um, and they weren't as. Yeah, I mean, forty eight was seven the first time around. Yeah, Bishop beat St. James. But they're a little more experienced this time around. I think their offense, their receivers had gotten a little better. And, oh, by the way, Tom Radke and his staff can coach. And I, I text John Holmes uh, some stuff on Saturday morning. I said, hey, great game. He's like, man, they had a fantastic game plan for us. Well, he was look, this, this is a team in St. James that uh, lost a shootout 53-50 to Blue Valley West. Then they went and played uh, Cape and Mount Carmel, who might be the best team on the west side in 5A yeah. to a respectable 35-14 score. Beagle Valley North, and then, yeah, gave me Asia run for the money. Yeah, no, I, I like I said, I, I think um, what Holmes said was, hey, they they had a great they had a great game plan. They, he goes, they executed well. He goes, we, we had to fight <laughs> to get out of there. So I think it says a lot about how um, I think somebody at K-Preps was like, yes, for all the grief that they got for leaving St. James ranked Right, number three winless, or whatever, yeah. yeah. Winless for like five or six weeks. They were. <laughs> He's like, we were telling you they weren't bad. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're going to they're gonna finish with a similar record to, I think, what Bishop Carroll finished. Bishop Carroll didn't win a you know, postseason game. Right. And they were out in the first round. And I think yeah. I think there was a lot of name recognition on Bishop Carroll to start the season, but that they were not. The, the yeah, people were telling me they were not very good. Uh, on the west side. <laughs> uh, but then, I mean, the rest of Four Eyes, like, fine, because uh, you have Bishop Meage and Aquinas playing this week, right? Yeah. 
No, and I, I'm curious to that game because um, Aquinas looked pretty good against Fort Scott, and and they've got those guys back if they're a little more healthy. I think this could be a close game, but it's going to be a fun one to watch. And um, you're up here on the top half of that bracket. You're just living life, man. You're just enjoying yeah. it. <laughs> See you in the semifinals, whichever one of you get watch, here. Watch, watch. Because the there's Lewisburg on the bottom too. By the wayside. Lewisburg's on yeah. the bottom half of that. Lewisburg's on the bottom half of that bracket too. Yes, they are. So, you know, it's it's one of those things that where if you look at the the K Prep's rankings, it's you know Aquinas, um, Miege, Lewisburg. There's three of the top five are on the bottom half. Um, Tonganoxie's up top. Uh, that's and then Atchison's up. Baser in there. Baser is not ranked, but they're Baser's okay. on, they're playing Lewisburg. They're on the bottom. So it's Baser, Lewisburg, Miege, Aquinas on the bottom, and it's Atchison, Eudora, Chanute, and Tonganoxie on the top. Yeah. I like, you know, I, I like Tonganoxie or Eudora. You're probably loving life right now. Yeah. I, I tell you, I, I think Atchison's really good. Um, I don't think they played anybody like played the schedule of Eudora. Yeah. So we'll find out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, a good win for Eudora. Another close game. They pulled away late through a touchdown in there late uh, to get that 28, 14 win. So, you know, that they, they were a four and four team and, and, you know, coming out of the tough frontier and, Tongi, you know, gets Ottawa the second time, and Ottawa's a good team, and they beat them forty-five to ten. They're playing really well, um, so they'll go to they'll get to drive to Chanute to play the Comets. Is it Blue Comets? Or they the Comets? Blue Comets sounds right. Blue Comets. Yes. Blue Comets. I think I can remember watching a Thursday night game. Was it a Thursday night game last year between them and Piper? That was down to the wire. I think it was a Thursday night playoff game that they that they played down there, and I watched that on a on a stream. Um, that was that was pretty good. So you know. Pretty good atmosphere. Pretty pretty raucous atmosphere down in Chanute from what I can remember watching that game. Yeah. All right. So let's look ahead to this week. We uh, the games start to improve. The matchups start to improve, and we should have could uh, have some 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 upsets actually this week. Let's look at your Remax Big Three. We'll start on the uh, on the Missouri side here. Fort Osage at Platte County. Correct. How do you shake out? I, I think both these teams. You know. I, I was not that I get on most sports little football forms that often, but people are like, why does everybody love Fort Osage? I was like, Fort Osage is a pretty good team. They only have one loss where you go, what? And that was the Blue yeah. Springs. And, and the other ones are legit. Um, a couple of them were close. Uh, so, no, I, I think Fort Osage is playing pretty well. I think Platte County is playing pretty well. Platte County is the younger team. I think Fort Osage got a little more experience. Uh, both these teams are used to being in district championship games and in the quarterfinals. Uh, so they're meeting, you know, a couple of weeks ahead of where they're used to having, yeah. you know, play teams and having them in Great Valley all in that same district uh, makes it tough. And this is, this is going to be a dogfight. Yeah. That's in class five and class uh, six on the Missouri side. You have Lee Summit West at Rockhurst. This is two teams that are good enough to win a state championship. Not a rematch though, right? They've not played. No, they didn't play this like, year in the regular season. Yeah. They, this last cycle, they didn't play. Um, they had the, the before that though there was like a, a four or five year run where they were playing every year. Yeah, and this year, this last two years there they they weren't in cycle, uh, and I haven't seen that they're still working the schedule. I wouldn't be shocked that they went back into that cycle. Rockers got Lee Summit West back, or or even at least Summit North or somebody like that. Uh, but no, teams that are physical, they want to run the ball, they want to play defense. Um, this is a knockdown drag out fight. Um, but I mean. You know, you got a Willie Horn guy who played under Greg Oder, yeah, uh, on defense, and and he's calling that defense, and so it's it's a situation where you know you got 
two teams that are very similar. Um, you know, even to the fact of Sterling Edwards, who calls the offense, was it was an assistant coach under um, Kelly Donahue. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really you know it's, it's just that situation where um, there's so many teams and crossovers here. They know each other. They know what the other team likes to do. They're familiar familiar with each other on on staff. I mean, you know, Careswell and those and Vinny Careswell's calling the defense with Willie. Um, and, and so there's, there's just a lot of crossover <laughs> with those two teams. And they even though they haven't played each other the last two years, there's no lack of knowledge about what each team likes yeah. to do. And, and and gone is the happy fun times of the seven and zero start for Lee Summit West. Yeah, and that, that they hit a gauntlet here with Lee Summit North, Liberty North, and now Rockers in consecutive games. Yeah, no, and I, I'm not. It's your first those, game in the playoffs. You go seven and two, and your first game in the playoffs is Rockers. Yeah, I mean, I think, and and if they'd have you know had one of those games, if those games had been split up through their schedule, I think people would be like, hey, the nice finish from seven and two. You know, yeah, played tough. I said, but it's just the way their schedule was. But let's not forget. They were leading Lee Summit North. I really, that yes, game. that was a back game. And forth game. So, way. I mean, it just it, it position, you know, it's the recency bias. It makes it sound like, oh, Lee Summit West is limping in the playoffs. No, they just happen to have their two toughest games that they played pretty well. And not, uh, Liberty North actually played a little better, but, and, and probably playing the best of anybody right now. But no, that's a, that's a great game there. And then, and then, you know, Lee Summit, Lee Summit North, I, you know, Lee Summit has been, you know, kind of up and down. They played; they were down ten nothing to Ray Peck, yeah, uh, and came back and won that game in the second half. They're dangerous. That quarterback Dawson Heaney and those receivers are are tough. If they can get a little bit of defense, you know, they I don't know if they've got the speed to match up with some of the players at Lee Summit North, but that's a that's a that whole district right there is very interesting. Uh, I like this one here, Warrensburg at Pleasant Hill. You're like, oh, Warrensburg six to four, and everything Pleasant Hill rolling. That's their only loss. Yep. Which only loss shootout. was to Warrensburg last month. Yeah, they both have, uh, you know, Braden Bush is a two-way player for uh, Pleasant Hill. Their tailback and middle linebacker, one of the best players. Uh, you know, we did the Fontana watch list last week. He's a guy definitely to keep an eye on. I only put his offensive stats up there. <laughs> when I do the bell, I'll put his defensive stats up as well. But, uh, no, he's a great player. Kobe Westfall, uh, the quarterback uh, for Warrensburg, really makes it happen. He, he missed a game early in the season. That's one of them they lost. They struggled to beat Osage last week, and, and it – I, you know, I think Warrensburg's a good team. They just they're they're going to be in every game. Everybody's going to be in the game with them. I think their defense can struggle at times, so they can give up some points, but they can score points at, at will. And so this is a, I expect a similar type game than what we saw the first time. It should be a shootout, back and forth. And if you're Pleasant Hill, you probably hope that Warrensburg ended up on the other side of that district bracket, yeah. and that this was a district championship game, maybe or maybe Jeff City or somebody would have a shot at taking them out, but. The way it kind of shook out, you got him now. Yeah. Um, you won too many games, Pleasant Hill, and Red Warren were lost too many. So you're meeting yeah. early. Yeah. So it, uh, it definitely, that's the way that district shook out. And I think this is probably the de facto district championship because I don't think Jeff City or Marshall um, yeah. are going to come off the other side. Um, Marshall, who beat Van Horn, I have yet to uh, get in touch with my friend who's the principal of Van Horn to have him dissect what happened to them the last month of the season, but they did not finish strong. Let's just say that's a yeah. yeah. After beating Christmas and some teams early on, they they really stumbled down the stretch and didn't didn't really have the the end of the season. I thought I thought they would have a chance to yeah. you know win that first playoff game and go on, but they're done. And it's just Warrensburg and, and uh, Pleasant Hill in that district. Uh, big three on the Kansas side. A couple uh, I like these matchups. A couple Sunflower v EKL matchups. Yes. We'll start with Blue Valley <laughs> and Olathe East. Two teams are playing their best football of the year, I think. Yeah, and that's Blue Valley team. That's that is that is really very intriguing 
Latham East has been playing fantastic for six weeks. I mean, they've they've done everything they needed to do since losing those, you know, two, two out of the first three or two out of the first four to good teams. Uh, but then they just rolled from that point on. Um, you know, Blue Valley's dangerous because they they want to play defense, they want to run the ball. That shortens the clock. It's that's kind of a playoff recipe. But on the flip side, that's what Olathe East wants to do too. Now they've got, you know, they've got a good tailback group there. Um, I think Jack Cornell is his name, is their quarterback. Yeah. Has played pretty well for them. So they could throw it a little too. But defensively, they've been nasty. They've they've been great, right? They gave up seven to Gardner, seven to Shamish Northwest, six to Wyandotte. They, they, yeah. 14 to Lake I mean, they have, outside of the first game of the year, when they gave up 42 to Latham North, they've been the most they've given up in the game is 17. Yeah. They played some defense. I, I expect that to be pretty tough and physical. And, and you know, even though when you think the, the two the two teams from the EKL that are built more like Sunflower League teams are Blue Valley and Blue Valley West. Yeah. They're more physical. Here, they want to run the ball. And so that's this is this is more of a a, a big-time Sunflower League-style game uh, between Blue Valley and LA East. And Blue Valley, you got, two, you got two stars on that team, two D1 guys in merit defensively yeah. and Price uh the the running back yeah so that's I mean, really stand out they've got some dudes uh so it's like i said it, it, it we'll see we'll see if blue valley if this is you know they got a win over blue valley west two weeks ago and that's an impressive win and then they won last week easily and um i think they move you know i, I think they move into this game with a lot of comp probably the most confident they've had all season long yeah uh blue valley west and olathe the north like the north at eight and one you got blue valley west at Five and four. So you look at it, it should favor Olathe North, but look, strong EKL. Yeah. And this is Olathe North team that they lost early in the playoffs last year. They remember that. They want to make sure they get over that hump this year. Yeah, and Blue Valley West has been pretty dangerous in the postseason under Josh Corkermeyer the last few years. And um, they, again, have that recipe, the same recipe that, that Olathe North has. Uh, they can run the ball. They play defense. They're big up front. Um, the one thing I think that that uh, Blue Valley West has, the wild card, is uh, Tate Daggy, who's – can run and that, you know, you talk to coaches like, don't let him get an open space. Uh, he plays like Patrick Mahomes. I've seen yeah. him play a couple of times this year. Mahomes is watching a lot of times. If he drops back to pass, get ready for maybe like a 20 to 25 second play because he will run around. He'll run 50 yards sideline to sideline, look for receivers, look for an open lane, and finally finish the play. He is, he's all yeah. over the place. Yeah. No, so that's, you know, Lake North defensively has been solid all season long. Um, you know, they want to run the ball, but, you know, TJ Porter's back and healthy. Aiden Bruce has been running the ball with them as well. So, you know, they've got some good players that, you know, they can, when they go to throw it, they've got good receivers. Uh, they don't throw it a ton, but, you know, you got Aiden Bruce out there, you can get him the ball in space. Uh, so it's that, the, the quarterback's an underrated player. Too. Yes, he is. Yeah. Sorry, he's, he is an underrated quarterback. Uh, but no, it's, uh, this is, if you like 6A playoffs, this is another good 6A playoff game. Yeah, yeah, here we go. Uh, and last, Spring Hill at Mill Valley. Uh, I put that this game should last 45 minutes. Uh, two teams that uh, <laughs> <laughs> love to run the ball, don't like to throw it. And it's it's strength on strength. I mean, yeah. Spring Hill is a tough physical running team, and that's what they hang their hat on. They're good defensively. It's not like they're bad defensively, but they want to run at you with Colt McKenna uh, and get physical with you. And Mill Valley's de- the best part of their team is their defense and their ability to, you know, shut teams down. You know, I I, I look back at the Shawnee Mission Northwest game uh, that Mill Valley had, um, where the only touchdown they gave up was an offensive pick six, pick six going the other way. And Shawnee yeah. Mission Northwest is is similar in what they want to do 
to what Spring Hill is. So I mean, I I, I think it's going to be tough and physical. I think Mill Valley is the you know easily the favorite in this game. But if Spring Hill doesn't give the offense the ball, they can keep that that Mill Valley defense out there. Sure. Keep you know getting you know three four five a, a clip and and Spring Hill's got some pre- pretty good size for a, a Frontier League team. They're probably the biggest team in the Frontier League. They're the biggest school in the Frontier League, so you'd think they'd have more size. But they've they got pretty good size on that team. Yeah. Um, all right, those are the Remax Big Three games of the week. Uh, outside of that, any other uh, any other games you got your eyes on? Um, we talked about Aquinas and Miege. Um, I think that's one to keep an eye on. Shout Mission Northwest and Gardner is kind of interesting um, because Northwest is they're always in games. Uh, they, I think that's a a situation where they can you know see what they can do. I mean, you know, Gardner's I think Gardner's the best team um, out there right now, but. You know they they have a bad night and the ball gets on the ground. The mesh points aren't. Yeah, it's like you know, how's that flex? Is the flex bone yeah. moving like a machine? If so, watch out. But it's it's sometimes it can get you know, going the wrong way. You put the ball on the ground and weird things can happen. Uh, another game I like is uh, Shawnee Heights to beat Highland Park. That's a Thursday night yeah. game. I think Shawnee Heights has got a chance to win that. Highland game. Highland Park's a three seed in the uh, in five A East, and they hammered hard. Maybe Shawnee Heights. Maybe uh, Shawnee Heights. It's going to be tough be for them. To get that done, but you know, Shawnee Heights is pretty good. Another one I think, I think C- is Seaman's got some good athletes. Or one going to K State, they play um, Desoto. Soto, that's the one I was going right there. Soto's a favorite, but I, I, that 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 could be close for a while. That could be close. I mean, you know, they they played already this year. I'm gonna look up what that score was real quick. Yeah, Desoto um, won, I think, comfortably. Yeah, uh, but Topeka Seaman's playing well. Um, let's see here. It was they did not play. Earlier this year, hmm. Seaman not part of that uh, UKC. They are, but they did not play. They I wonder UKC. if they only played. Yeah. Um. So no, it's uh, it's it's going to be a good. I think I like that one. Another one, if you like points, Lansing Blue Valley Southwest, because Lansing can give up some points and score some points. Uh, I like points, uh, and uh, we know Blue Valley Southwest can. So yeah, it's uh you know those are some good games on the Kansas side. We're we're starting to get down you know base Berlin with Lewisburg. I think Lewisburg's the better team there. They I mean they're kind of uh, been dominant all season long. Kind of been dominant. They haven't lost a game. Would you say? I mean, well, did Baser play better competition this year, or is that kind of you, you guys see in front? Yeah, here? but I think you know Lewisburg stepped out of conference and played that team from Arkansas Heritage, which I think is like a five yeah. or six eight team, and beat them. Uh, and they you know let's let's not kid ourselves outside of the close game with Tonganoxie. They've kind of dominated everybody that they've had. I mean, they had the one yeah. one close game. So I mean, they've they handled their business. And you know, Declan Battle, the quarterback, Ashton Moore, great two way player, linebacker, tailback for them. Um, and they've got a lot of other good players. So I, I like it. It's Lewisburg at home. Um, Baser, I think, is has done a pretty good job with the, the amount of people they had to fill in from last year's team. That was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they've done a good job. And um, we already talked to Tom Maxi Chanute. Um, I like Tom to go down and get that win. Um, so yeah, and then Atchison, Eudora, that's the other other side of that bracket. Yeah, and then you mentioned uh, uh, on the Missouri side here. You mentioned Lee Summit North, Lee Summit. Yeah, Lee Summit, Lee Summit on in, in the District Six uh, on the one side, and the other side of a uh, Lee Summit West and, and Rockers. I think that's a decent game. Um, some other ones that are interesting, you know, I think Blue Springs South and Liberty. That was an OT yeah. game two weeks ago. It's a rematch. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I think that, you know, Blue Spring South is like, they look like a young team. They're in every game, you know, most every game they play and then they don't win them at the end. 
Yeah. Um, that's kind of a, that's a, that's a, what a young team does. And, you know, their, their record, you know, reflects that. And, and you know, they have the one win, but I thought they were, I thought they'd get a second one, maybe it gets Liberty. And I think it says a lot about how Liberty's good at closing out games. That's the, yeah. the and six. Um, and then, you know, Liberty North Blue Springs, uh, that should be a blowout again. Um, and then, you know, we talked about Green Valley and uh, Chrisman uh, with the other side of Fort Osage. Uh, Oak Park, um, Oak Park getting Staley. Mm-hmm. I, you know, Staley got a really good coach, Steve Rampey. They got the win over Park Hill South. Those two teams had horrible records. <laughs> but I think I still think I still feel like they're better than their record, though. You know, you always yeah. are what your record says. Um, and then St. Joe Central um, gets go to the bracket. It's easier to find it on the bracket than it is on my Park Hill, I believe. Park Hill. That's a game that both those teams can score points and, and are real athletic. And that if you're St. Joe Central, you really need to you really need to kind of, you know, say, you know, we played Oak Park right down to the limit. Um, we're good enough to be a two seed, and this is a t- kind of way to back it up. And so uh, that's a game there. And uh, go down to class four. You've got uh, Grandview going into Nevada and Carl Junction coming to Harrisonville. Um, I don't know. Nevada's a pretty good team. They play some good teams down there in Joplin, places like that. Grandview's a wild card. Uh, I think that's a good football team. They've got speed and size. Harrisonville, sitting pretty. It gets southeast. They get a Carl Junction team that, as of last week, going into last week, had one win. Yeah. They beat Lincoln Prep. So Harrisonville's got a shot to be in a district final. And if Grandview can find a way to upset it, Harrisonville would host a district final. And then up north, you got Kirksville, who, who got past um, Excelsior Springs, who's not very good. Smithville should hammer them. Savannah, hammer St. Joe Lafayette. Carney, hammer St. Joe Benton. They play each other this week. I think Carney's the is probably going to win that game, but that's an interesting game too. I mean, I think if you're Carney, you can't don't get caught looking at Smithville. Mm-hmm. Be ready for Savannah because Savannah's got some players and they can play. Yeah. So that's kind of the class um, four big ones. What about class five? How good's Carthage? Can uh, should should Raytown South move on in that game? I don't know. I, I think Raytown South's really good. I think their defense is really good. Carthage has been kind of, yeah. They're kind of mid, mid, middling, I guess, down there. Um, they've had, you know, they won state title just a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, but I think if you're Raytown South, you're playing at home. If Raytown South can get to the district final against probably Web City. As I said, does Belton have a shot against Web City? I, Todd Vaughn always has a shot in the postseason. He always gets his teams playing well. I don't know. Going to Web City and winning is tough. Yeah. That being said, and I brought this up last week, Web City was only up two points on Neosho going in the fourth quarter two weeks ago. Raytown South hammered Neosho last week. Neosho is not a good football team. Um, so I don't know if Web City just had a down night and they kind of got it together and, and won by 18, I think, in that game, or if Web City is really vulnerable. Um, you know, Todd Vaughn is a good coach and they got a good staff and they and they do things right. Um, but Web City is a tough place to go and win. It doesn't matter how good you are. I mean, I've seen some of the best, you know, teams we've had out here go to Web City and lose to teams that they probably were a little bit better than. It's just a – it's a great atmosphere. I think anyone who wants to go watch a playoff game in a great place, especially if it's cold here and it's cooler or warmer down there, <laughs> and you got a chance to go down there and watch a game, uh, it's great. They have their home stands are sideline to sideline or end zone to end zone. That's how nice. that's how big they are. It's not as high as some of them, but they're yeah. end zone to end zone. So you feel that those fans there. But um, well, you know, it should be it should be warmer on Friday. That we're yes. getting out the cold snap very soon. Yes, it won't it, be warmer in Germany, but you guys hear what, it. Yeah, what, what is the temperature there? Is that a, it's not a dome stadium, is it? Is it a regular stadium? No. no. Open air. Open air. So you'd be sidelined? About 48,000 for uh, American football. It's not bad. It's not bad. 
Um, class three, you want to hit that real quick? Uh, you got uh, uh, sure. Let's get some class three teams in there. Yes, uh, I think in uh, District Seven, I think Odessa and Oak Grove are steamrolling to a rematch in the district championship game. I think that the Odessa will handle Boonville and Oak Grove will handle California. And uh, much the same in the District 8, I think Maryville and St. Pius are both steamrolling into that game. Though good win by Cameron last week, beating uh, Pembroke Hill 42-7, then Chillicothe edges Richmond in overtime 28-22. The really fun ones that are going to come up are in Class 2 in Missouri because you took all those really good Class 1 teams and moved them up to Class 2. Yeah. Uh, we're not quite to the point uh, where the games are, are really, you know, Adrian got their win. They're going to host Butler. They should take care of them. And that sets Our up Adrian. Midbuck and Eastbuck, they face each other in the playoffs every year, don't they? Yeah, they have. But the, the Midbuck's going to have to beat a Trenton team if they're going to get to face Eastbuck okay. this week. They're on the bottom half of that bracket. But uh, I think that the, the really interesting bracket is Lafayette County's uh, in District 6. They've got Hogan this week. They should handle them. St. Michael's got Holden, Hogan, and Holden. Got to make sure you enunciate those. So they, Tough. I think St. Michael, Lafayette County could be a great district championship game. Adrian, if they win, they probably get Lamar. Um, so, you know, Cole Young is saying that's probably a tall order for that's his all, I always get Adrian and Archie mix, mixed up, yes. too. Um, so I think, you know, you could have an East Buchanan, Mid Buchanan final. You should have probably a Lafayette County, St. Michael final next week. You could have an Adrian um, Lamar final. So that's the that's kind of how things are in class two. And then class one, I think North Platte and Penny uh, are different districts. There's four districts in class one. I think they probably have a chance to I think North Platte should get through. They should get through their district and get the semis, but then there's Penny. Your word for that. Yeah. Your word on that. Wellington Napoleon got a playoff win last week over Lincoln. A Lincoln nice. team that had to that had like 15 players. But what here's the thing. Wellington Napoleon, who's going eight man next year, will own will ride into eight man with at least one class one postseason win in nice. their belt. <laughs> uh hey, before we get out of here, any uh any other Simone candidates throw their name into the hat uh this last week? No, I think our, I think we're kind of the the usual suspects. Uh we're we're starting to kind of you know I, go to the, the Simoneawards.com. We've got the, the Simone and the Fontana watch list up there. Um, of course, follow I, I retweet all the stuff from Simone. So uh we've got the those lists up there. I've been updating the stats weekly. We're gonna add um Bell and Buchanan hopefully this week and then do Taylor next week. And then we'll keep updating those stats as we go through. Um, great interview with one Benny Palmer um, we did last week about his Fontana experience. We talked a little bit about that last week. That was a lot of fun. And this week, trying to efforting efforting one Kale Garrett and nice. Jafar Armstrong. Um, Kale was Carney and Jafar was Miege. Miege for, for the Taylor. And I'm I'm trying to figure out the Buchanan. The Buchanan's tough because the guys who won the Buchanan in the last two. 10 years are a lot of them on NFL rosters and are a little, you know, tough to get a hold of this time of year. Um, yeah. You know, even the guys who were finalists and didn't win like a Braden Smith are on NFL rosters. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I've, I've reached out to Elijah Lee a couple times. Um, and I don't even know if he's on a roster right now. Is he? I don't. Not sure. I'm, I'm not sure. sure. Carlos Davis is not. Um, and so and he may be, I don't know what it was. He a CFL now. Um, so yeah, there's, there's some guys, you know, like talk to Chester Graves, don't know where he's at at all. Um, you know, there's some guys out there, but you know, I, I hate to say if I have to, you know, we did an interview with him last year. I could always just go to the well and get Evan <laughs> as a two-time winner, but I'm um, trying to effort some guys there. And, and also I think I'm going to try and get with one Bubba Starling here in the next couple nice. weeks. Cool. Uh, talk to him. But now that being said, it's hunting season. So I don't know unless yeah, I'm willing to do a zoom. I'm, unless I'm willing to do a zoom from a, Deer stand. Deer stand. <laughs> quiet interview. Yes, very quiet interview with Bubba. Uh, and all right, man. Uh, I gotta get. I gotta go pack. Dion, you gotta pack. 
So pack. remember, be high stew. You know what that is? Uh, yes. Uh, what is your name? Or how are you doing? How right? are you doing? Yes. How are you doing? Be high stew. Uh, yes. B Gates. A lot. Or you say B Gates. B Gates. Yes. Is how are you doing? Yes. yes. I think B high stew is what is, is your name? name? Yeah. What is your name? Yeah. Yes. That's what it is. B Gates. Now, as soon as you said B Gates, it made me. B Gates. B Gates. B Gates. My German, <laughs> my German teacher, that's, she would say like, I don't know, 40 times a day when we were in there. Yeah. Ich bin Mickey. That's what I'm just going to say over there. Ich bin Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> is your name Mickey or? It's Joseph. But Joseph? That's, for another, uh, that's for another podcast. <laughs> Joseph. Michael. I got a buddy who's actually Mickey. Yeah. No. It's Joseph. It's Mick Cronk and then Mick Schaefer. You have, he has gotten a text for you in the past. And nice. So, because you're right next to it, you want to type it in. So, all right. Check out Preps Casey on Friday night. Check out KSHB 41 under the lights on Friday night to get all your scores and highlights. Best of luck to all the teams left out there. Dion, thanks. We'll see you next time right here on Snap Tackle Pod.